everybody, this is Kipper Cook. Um, it's a beautiful morning. I'm on my way to work, uh, and I figured maybe I'll try and start podcasting a little bit. You know, I got a lot of things uh, on my mind, a lot of ideas I'm tossing around up there, and uh, I'm trying to get into kind of a new hobby to get away from video games. Um, I'm too damn old to be playing video games. I uh, have a son, a girlfriend, a family, so you know I need to kind of move away from that, get into other ventures in life. Uh, and, you know, I went to college as a communications major. I've actually worked in radio, so I figure podcasting is kind of a natural um, <clears throat> a natural way to go with that. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to, <clears throat> basically right now I'm just working on the mechanics of the whole thing. Uh, and, you know, for all you audio snobs out there, I apologize. Uh, I'm just using my iPhone and my headphones that come with the iPhone uh, to get this out here. Hold on. Let me... Okay, there we go. I wonder if it's illegal to podcast and drive. You know, you're not supposed to talk on the cell phone and drive or text and drive, but I wonder if podcasting and driving is in the realm of being okay. I wonder if I got pulled over by a cop who saw me using my phone who thought I was actually texting. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm just podcasting. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, But, yeah, it is early. I'm trying to kind of wake myself up here, Uh, and I'm trying to, really right now, I'm just trying to go through all the motions of what to do, I've been doing a little research online, how to podcast, that sort of thing, I found a lot of interesting resources, and um, really just going through the mechanics of it right now, so this probably won't be that, I guess that great of an episode, eventually I'll get more technical with it, hopefully I'll get better equipment, maybe I'll start interviewing people, I'm probably not that interesting to do an entire podcast entirely by myself. Uh, Maybe I am. Who knows? Um, But yeah, I've been thinking of some names for this podcast. uh, And I think, you know, I used to do some, I used to do a little bit of blogging where I, you know, uh, blogger.com. And I I was going to write this article called Dual Realities and Split Personalities. Well, I think that would actually be a good name for this podcast. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, every day I actually feel like I live in a dual reality and have a split personality. I literally am two different people. Uh, And I am a Gemini. I don't know if that has something to do with it. I don't even know if I believe in horoscopes or anything like that because I read them every day and they pertain absolutely zero to my life. Um, but yeah, so going back to, you know, having a split personality, uh, I'm not a schizophrenic or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination, but I literally have this person I have to be at, let's say work at, let's say if I went to church, which I don't, I would, you know, and even when I was a teenager, everybody kind of plays that part. Uh, you know, if you go to church or, you know, different types of social organizations, or even when you're in a classroom, you're one person. And then when you're around your friends and around people that you're comfortable with, you are your true self. Uh, I don't know if I'll be my true self on this podcast or not. We'll see. (laughs) But yeah, you know, when I'm at work, I am a completely different person than when I'm with my friends. Uh, you know, I have to be, I have to kind of put on that corporate face. I have to put on that, that attitude of, you know, things that, that truly bother me, you know, if I'm in a situation where I see something that, you know, kind of pisses me off, I have to hold my tongue, you know, it's like, especially when you, you go out into the corporate working world, 
HR, human resources, that becomes the principal's office. And, you know, as a child, I spent a lot of time at the principal's office. I got paddled when I was younger. I, you know, in seventh grade, I think I broke records. I was in detention like 50 times, in school suspension like 14 times. Uh, and I was suspended. Basically, I think the limit for in-school suspension was 10 times. And then they said, all right, well, you, we just got to start suspending you because you can't hang out here anymore. And then they started suspending me. I was, uh, and you know, I wasn't even a bad kid. I just needed, I think, I think maybe I just needed some Ritalin or something. I was just an undiagnosed ADHD uh, kid. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I definitely see a dual, a kind of a split personality. You know, when you go online, you can you become somebody completely different. You become, especially when you're in an in an anonymous chat room or let's say you're on a message board or even YouTube and you don't have your real name there. You have some sort of hashtag. You know, mine on YouTube is Hawkinator, for example. So people don't really know who that is. So, you know, I don't have to worry about people that I know and comments that I say coming back and directly affecting me. I So I can kind of say whatever it is I want. And a lot of times that's kind of a bad thing because you know, without having that real life interaction, uh, with different people, you can kind of uncensor yourself. And I don't think you should be highly censored, but you should be aware of the things that you say and how they're going to affect other people. Uh, that's, that's very important in this life. You know, it's, it's not good to go around and shit on people. Uh, it's actually, I think a really good thing to be as positive as you can toward other people and be as, nice and as empathetic as you can and do that without the expectation of reciprocity meaning that you know I'll do this for you but I don't expect anything whatsoever in return I've actually recently in my life tried to kind of take that approach uh, and you know I'll use work as an example again I you know if I get into an argument with someone and you know we don't see the eye to eye and or this person's just a douche uh, <laughs> excuse my language but you know, they come in there with an attitude toward me. I've always, I've found over and over again, see, before what I would do is I would basically mirror that attitude right back to them. You know, if you're being a douche to me, I'm going to be a douche to you. In fact, I'm going to one-up you on douchery. I'm going to take it to the next level. Uh, but what I found now is I actually try and completely quell that situation. I try and say, you know, if somebody comes at me with an attitude, I'll come back and and really try and kind of explain myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and really try to analyze the situation from a rational perspective uh, and be as nice to that person as I can while they're being douchey to me. And typically I've found, you know, every now and then it's not always going to turn out that way, but typically I have found that you get positive results from that. You get, you know, people kind of stepping back a little bit, backpedaling from from that mentality, and and I've, I'm telling you, I've directly experienced that, you know, people are nicer to me when I take that approach, so it kind of feels good, uh, unlike, I actually was riding to work the other day, and I saw a board, uh, we got a lot, of, I live in South Carolina, I'll give you a little bit of background information, born and raised South Carolina, uh, it is known as the Bible Belt, which is good and bad, you know, I, I'm not a religious person, I grew up as a Southern Baptist, <coughs> excuse me, but I went to college and kind of found out that that's just not for me, 
Um, meaning that, you know, I had too many abs, just too many questions that, that just couldn't be answered. Now, when I was in high school, going through that whole process of, of, you know, being a Christian, and I was definitely, I mean, I was, I was heavily into it, almost to the point where at, at one point, I've always kind of been into public speaking, um, you know, I was a class clown, center of attention, that sort of thing, maybe a bit narcissistic, <laughs> I'm working on that, um, Oh, here we go with the podcast, yeah, so it just falls right in line, but, you know, going back to that, it, it, when I was in high school, I just didn't analyze those things, I just took everything at face value, all right, you tell me if, you know, I believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I'm going to heaven, if I don't, I'm going to hell, bada bing, bada boom, okay, that, that makes sense to me, we can do that, you know, yes or no, it's, it's that simple, well, you know, you go to college, you kind of expand your consciousness, uh, both academically and pharmaceutically. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, you kind of, you, you raise your awareness to the level that everything's not that simple. Um, so right now, if I had to describe myself, I would say I'm maybe an agnostic. I don't really want to put a label on myself, but I would say that I don't know what, what, uh, ultimate reality is. I don't know what God is. I don't have the audacity to sit here and say that this is what this is. And this is, I have no idea, you know, and if, and if, and if it's something else, whatever, you know, I'm not too emotionally invested in what I am right now. Uh, I'm just trying to figure it out. And I think that's what life is about. Just trying to kind of figure it out, remember who you are, that sort of thing. Uh, but I think I got off on a wild tangent. Oh yeah. Going back to a <laughs> I think I was going back to, you know, being being nice to people without the expectation of reciprocity. Uh, I was going to work the other day, and I saw a, uh, a message board on a church. All these churches around here, trying to, they kind of put, they have these bulletin boards out front. They have witty little sayings about religion and that sort of thing. And I think it, at the top it said WWJD, you know, an acronym for what would Jesus do. And then it said, um, be nice to those who hate you, I, I forget exactly, but it was something like, be nice to those who hate you, nothing annoys them more, and I thought to myself, okay, I like the first part, be nice to those who hate, just be nice to people, like I was saying before, it has positive results, but on a board for a Christian church, it says, nothing annoys them more, so, I, you know, I'm like, okay, so, basically the underlying premise of you being nice to this person is you want to piss them off now to me it seems like that's not the good christian thing to do you just want to be nice to people i don't think jesus was walking around saying uh let me be not let me feed all these people let me be nice to these people so i can tick them off no i, I don't think that was his attitude toward the whole thing uh if if you know even if I don't even know that Jesus actually existed. He may have. He may have not. There's a debate on that. I wasn't there. <laughs> so I can say I personally have no clue. If he did, you know, I mean, personally, I think what Jesus is is a is kind of an archetype for what a perfect human being should live their life like. You know, I don't, I really don't think that Jesus actually lived. And then if you, if you look further into it, there's a lot of, and honestly, I'll be honest with you, I got a lot of this information from um, 
uh, a documentary series called uh, The Zeitgeist Movement, which I really recommend anybody who hasn't seen or heard of, check it out. It's it's awesome. Um, but it kind of, and I, I'm sure I'll talk about it later, but um, it, it kind of talks about Jesus as being um, basically a personification of, uh, I'm, I'm th- making sure I get this right, personification of like how the sun, um, basically how the sun changes with the seasons, um, you know, and things like uh, Jesus when he was born, you know, the sun it, basically in the winter solstice it goes down, then it rises back up, and it coincides with Jesus's birth. I'm butchering completely uh, the the meaning and all of that. It is too hot in this car this morning, um, but I'm completely butchering. Uh, what that was, uh, sorry, I, I just woke up about an hour ago, I'm trying to get my, get myself together here, Try, trying, you know, I'm, this whole podcast thing is completely new to me, uh, I've never really talked in this kind of format either, you know, I'm sitting here, as I'm going, I'm like, all right, there's a little bit of dead space there, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep the conversation rolling, obviously, I have no format as I'm driving to work, I did do a little preparation, as in, you know, I was in a, when I was in the shower this morning, I was kind of thinking about what I was going to say. All right, I'm at a four-way now, and my gas light's on. That's great. Hopefully, I'll make it to work, because I do not feel like stopping to get gas this morning. Uh, there we go. And, um, you know, but yeah, going back, I, I think dual realities and split personalities, that'd be kind of a cool name for the podcast. Um, and in doing research... Basically, the format or the way I'm doing it now is I'm going to I'm going to put this up on a I think a site called Podbean. Then I'll use FeedBurner to push that out to use an RSS feed to push that out to all the different directories like iTunes and that sort of thing. That's that's kind of what my research tells me. We'll we'll, we'll see what happens when I get home tonight. I'm certainly no computer programmer, but you know it's funny. I get I get a lot of the stuff off YouTube like. Uh, Basically, I tell people, if you want to learn how to, how to do something, go to YouTube. And if it's computer-related, if the kid on there is seven years old telling you how to do it, go for it. You know, I, I, I remember when I used to have an old iPhone 3GS, I, I hacked the iPhone because I wanted to kind of, you know, use some of the functionality that the hacked iPhone, like video backgrounds, that sort of thing. And I'm going through all these YouTube videos, and there's kids who haven't hit puberty yet telling me how to hack the darn iPhone. Well, there's a cat that ran out in front of me. <laughs> but yeah, they're telling me how to hack the hack the iPhone, and I'm like, okay, the, I, I see a trend here. The younger you are, the higher pitched your voice is, the more you know about this. That kind of makes me, and it's almost like you know, I remember being that kid who who knew a lot about electronics and that sort of thing. I would go over to my grandparents' house. And I'm seven years old. It's like, hey, Kemper, can you uh, can you can you program the VCR for us uh, and that sort of thing? So. So I, I know where those kids are coming from, but they're on a whole different level than I was, which makes me, I have a son, I have, he's almost two years old, that makes me very excited about his future, and, you know, I'm very excited when he's, the day when he's like 10, 11 years old, and he's like, alright, let me show you how to do this, and he's just completely blowing my mind on the computer, you know, I'm certainly not computer illiterate, I, uh, you know, I definitely know my way around a computer, but I'm, like I say, no computer programmer or anything like that, I have friends who are and the stuff they do is very impressive, um, 
but yeah, going. I think I'm gonna be passing that church that I was talking about coming up here soon, and I'll read off exactly what it says. But yeah, uh, traveling podcast. I don't know if a lot of people do this, but I figure you know, two birds, one stone. I can kind of get this done. You know, to to also, you know, I just kind of noticed this to put in perspective of how um, how saturated with churches uh, the upstate of South Carolina is. I see. Hold on. Oh, here it is. Forgive your enemies. Nothing annoys them more. WWJD. That's exactly what what it said. And, and you know, at the end of that, it says, it says, forgive your enemies. Nothing would annoy them more. What would Jesus do? I don't think that's the perspective Jesus would take. You know, he would forgive his enemies, but not under the, the, the premise of, this is really going to piss them off. Let me forgive them. No, I, I think they completely misunderstand you know, Jesus, and that's coming from someone who's not even a Christian, so they, I think maybe they, okay, what's this next one say, whole hearts wanted, broken ones warmly accepted too, oh, okay, that's, I get that, I won't criticize that one too, so whole hearts wanted, broken hearts accepted too, so basically, if your heart is broken, ah, we'll accept you, you know, you can come to our church, but we'd rather have somebody who's wholehearted, that kind of seems backwards to me too, but not as bad as the other one, you know, I, like I said, I don't see Jesus going around, yeah, let me forgive a bunch of people so I can tick them off, my enemies, well, I guess Jesus didn't have any enemies, so me putting him in that situation to begin with is a fallacy, who knows, who knows, I certainly don't, I don't know anything, and I think if you take your life from that perspective of, just put, just say, you know, just break it down, look, look I don't know anything, you know, I, I'm here to learn, uh, that that's helped that's helped me out a lot, you know. The, the 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 moment you think you know it all, you're trapped in a box. You're you're trapped in this box of <clears throat> of limited understanding. You know, to me, I basically live my life with, hey, I know nothing, and tomorrow, everything that I know could be shattered to to represent something else. You know, that happens in the scientific community. You know, the Earth used to be flat. The the earth used to be the center of the universe. That was that was actually one of the one of the big things that kind of pushed me away from from organized religion. Specifically, like I said, I, I was involved in Christianity. Uh, you know, Galileo. He's he he's like on his deathbed, and he's I think that's how the story. He's on his deathbed, and he's he says I I find it hard to believe in a god who has endowed us with reason and intellect and expects us to forego their use. And that statement was with regards to religion, uh, finding his scientific, you know, religion says, you know, your scientific findings are heresy because you're telling us, and I think Copernicus was involved in this too. I'm not exactly sure. I took astronomy in college. I didn't do too well in it. I passed it. Uh, But, you know, I think Copernicus was involved too. They're saying that the Earth is not the center of the universe. You know, their universe is a lot more limited than ours, of course. Our observable universe. I, I asked Siri what it was the other day, and the number completely blew my mind. I can't even fathom what that number was. But, but yeah, they were saying that the 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 sun is the center of the universe. Let's just say solar system. Sun's center of solar system. Earth is out here rotating around the sun. The church comes back and says, that is BS. 
You know, that's heresy. How, how dare you? Everyone knows that the earth is the center of the known universe. And so right there, I say, okay, we, we got religion. To me, if religion is the end all and be all of everything, it should be perfect. Like the God that it, you know, like the God that it, perfect. It should be perfect. Um, and that's just another example of its imperfection. Uh, so I, I, I just can't, you know, subscribe to anything like that. But, you know, I don't, I don't mean to condemn religion. I think there's a lot of good that comes from it. I'm actually glad that I was raised in the church because it kind of gave me this moral and ethical background, um, you know, and I had a lot of good experiences at church, you know, I know a lot of people probably had a lot of bad experiences, but I enjoyed it, you know, and where I live, it's, it's kind of sad now because I don't have as much of a social connection in the area I live because church is the social, you know, that's, that's where, that's where you develop, you know, your social connections in the Southeast, especially where I live is in church. Um, but you know, it's all good. But like you know, and I'm I'm firmly with the belief. Now that may not be what I believe, but hey, do what makes you happy. If you know, if you need church to get through your day, if if you need that form of religion uh, to help you out, I'm certainly all about it. Hold on one second. I'm pulling into my place of employment here, and we have to go through a guard shack, and we have to show them our ID. And she's like, "Why is this guy talking to himself?" Well, I guess that's kind of normal. <laughs> you guys talk to yourself a lot. I talk to myself all the time. Not like not actually like talking, but kind of thinking to myself a lot. Maybe not as much. When I was a kid, I did it a lot too. But yeah, I guess that's going to about wrap it up for dual realities and split personalities. Um, hope I didn't offend anyone today. If I did, I sincerely apologize. Again, I'm... I'm just trying to put out positive energy. Um, I guess I did kind of bash religion a little bit. I apologize for that. Religion is awesome. Jesus is awesome. I don't hate anyone or anything. Because why waste your energy on it? So yeah, I'm here in the parking lot. I'm about to go in. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, guys. Uh, this is my first any type of broadcast ever. I used to work at a radio station, but I, I never actually got to that point. Uh, they wanted to kind of hustle me around because I was an intern um, in college. And, you know, I they I would work the, the control board for eight hours on a Saturday in a windowless room. Yay, it was fun. <laughs> Psych. So, yeah, that kind of got old quick. So I figure I bypassed that whole process. Plus, you know, another reason, one thing I kind of find interesting, one thing I, I kind of want to jump in and get my, my feet wet with podcasting is that is the wave of the future. Not podcast specifically, but user-demanded media, and I absolutely love it. You know, we I think we have completely diversified the, the forms of entertainment, education, information, uh, and and the internet is it's just one of the greatest tools mankind in my opinion has ever invented and you know it, it kind of replicates nature too because the internet kind of replicates uh the how the human brain works you know the human brain has neurons that that build synapses which connect those neurons so you can have all these neurons you can have a 
infinite trillions of neurons, they're no good without synapses. So you can have all these computers. They're no good without the Internet, in my opinion. I remember uh, my, when my grandparents, they got the first computer. <laughs> and, you know, before the Internet, it was just kind of, nah, you could play on it for a little while, maybe play some solitaire. I remember Hovercraft was a game on it. Uh, but it got boring after a while. You will never get bored on the Internet. There is infinite amounts of information. But, but yeah, going back to, you know, radio, I told a friend of mine, I said, I don't think radio in its classical form will really exist. I mean, it'll exist, but it'll be so withered away. And I'm I'm thinking five years. And he said, no, no way. And I'm, you know, I'm like, well, you know, you got podcasts. Uh, you know, everybody thought the Sirius satellite radio. I think that'll even be kind of a thing of the past. I think everything will go to internet-based streaming, downloadable, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, and people... Basically, everything will go to this RSS where you where you subscribe to exactly what you want and you get it when you want it. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing. You know, it, it makes everybody step their game up. Uh, and it, it now it's going to hurt companies like Clear Channel. Um, you know that that were thrive. Nineteen ninety six, Bill Clinton gave all those guys the high five. Passed the Telecommunications Act of nineteen ninety six, and basically in my opinion, completely did away with like 90% of any organic local radio station. You know, I'll give, give a great example of that. I used to live in this place. I used to live in Charleston, South Carolina. That's actually where I went to college. Um, <clears throat> and there was this radio station called The Wave. It was 96.1 The Wave, and it was awesome. Uh, a lot of good music, local broadcasters, a lot of local events. And then this company, um, I don't know if it was the same, I actually worked for this company for a little while, it's called Apex Broadcasting, and they took that kind of clear channel business model, which completely destroyed that station. So they dropped all their local morning DJs, and, and <laughs> instead, they basically paid, um, I forget who it was, but they, there's these two guys that broadcast nationally out of Houston, so they paid to have their their feed pumped into this station in Charleston. I'm like, why? This is Charleston. You need your own local, your own local, you know, your your own local broadcasters. You know, you want to hear what's going on in your local area. But uh, I think that that radio station's struggling pretty bad now. And you know, they made bad decisions, in my opinion. They took you're not clear channel. Don't take their business model. Um, but yeah, going back, I think that's the great thing about the internet. You know, no, there's so many people that I would never get a chance to hear or contact or interact with without the internet. Uh, a podcast I love is the Joe Rogan Experience. That's that kind of motivated me to kind of kind of get this going a little bit. Um, I'm actually going to see him Friday, April 20th, um, live in Atlanta. I'm very excited about that. I had started listening to his podcast last year. I said, man, if he ever comes anywhere remotely close to the Southeast, I'm going. Then he's like, yeah, I'm coming to Atlanta. So uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great thing. I'm very excited about it. I'm not trying to plug his show or anything because I am absolutely positive it is sold out. Um, but I get, yeah, I got to go into work now. <laughs> I guess this is going to wrap this up. Um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this will get better and better in the future. Like I said, this is my first one, probably pretty rough. Um, but you know, we'll get there. I'm going to jazz it up. Maybe I'll get a buddy of mine to, um, do some kind of theme music to bring it in. Maybe I'll eventually get some better equipment. Um, 
interview people, uh, maybe try to hone the topics a little bit. Probably not. You know, I'm a very sporadic-minded thinker, as you can tell. As as a guy that I used to train with doing carriage, I did carriage tours in Charleston. Uh, but one of the guys I remember his line was, "I don't really have." What did he say? He said, "I don't really have a train of thought, more of a lucid stream of ideas." <laughs> um, his name was Britton. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of that's a good description of myself as well. But all right, you guys have a great day. Um, I wish everyone a great, positive, awesome, awesome day. And if you if you're and if you're something's bad happening, just push that negative. You know, and, and again, there's different situations. I'm pretty fortunate, but you know, if, if depending on your situation, if you can <clears throat> try to take a positive outlook and a positive approach on it. And uh, hopefully you'll achieve positive results. All right, guys. um, Have a great day. I'll talk to you later.